trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
Another week, another resort, even though you probably thought it wasn't on. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. As always, I'm Green Viper, and for the next two hours, I'm going to be bringing you some of the finest tunes that the Mega Drive could produce. Before that, I'm going to tell you what you just heard. So, from a game which sparked a bit of debate down in our Discord, from Ristart the Shooting Star, that was Shooting Ristart, round 1 1. The reason it caused a lot of controversy is because no one knows how it's pronounced. As you can hear, I've been saying Ristar because he uses his wrists in the game so it makes a bit more sense to me to pronounce it like that versus Rystar. That's, that's personally me. And then before that, I was originally going to play the Mega Drive version of that track, but that version is so much more intense that it's perfect to start the show off. From the Sega Ages soundtrack, that is Origin, Awaken, Theme of Heroes, BGM1, from Game Ground. And with that, welcome to the show. So first of all, hello to everyone down in our Discord. We've got a lot of you right now. But if you're currently listening live and you want to join the crazy antics that go on in here, radioac.geo forward slash Discord. And currently we have many awesome people such as Superbike, TCB, JSTAR Max, Supersonic Swag, Jamie64326, Twinny, SarahRose96, uh, who, who else didn't I say? Admiral Snackbar and Sir Croft. Yeah, we got Shadix Croft back with us once again down in the chat room. But uh, if you're not listening, go right ahead. If you're also on the podcast, hello to you guys over there. Appreciate you if you're listening in. Uh, I can't see when you're listening in because that'd be a bit creepy and a bit intrusive. But yeah, you're there and I appreciate that. So, as you know, today we're talking about the Mega Drive. And I mentioned in my blog post that the reason we're actually talking about the Mega Drive today in particular is due to the fact that on Sunday, in Nottingham, the Mega Drive tournament will be taking place, I believe, for the second year. Uh, I won't be going myself, and although it seems like a really cool tournament, I, I'd wish I could go, but can't get down there. But yeah, we, we're going to be having Ravsey going, so if you can make it in relatively short notice, um, there's probably something you have to do, go and check over on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not sure. They, that was partly the reason for this, and partly just because I really wanted to do a Mega Drive episode. But, yeah. So, first of all, I'd like to know down in the chat room what everyone's opinions are on the console. Are you a lover? Are you a loather? Because I don't think anyone really hates the Mega Drive, but, you know, the sometimes we get some lovely opinions down in the chat room, and that gives me something to talk about. So let me know what you think about the console. Maybe some first experiences, all that jazz. But I, myself first experience on my end was through collections and virtual consoles and it wasn't until last year or it might have been the year before I think it was the year before I think in 2016 was when I got my first Mega Drive and adored it and still do actually end up playing the original hardware itself quite a lot got a uh, SD adapter now so you know uh, I can play all those expensive games but yeah but that's my sort of with the actual console itself, I don't really have too much of a history, but I have a history with the games, such as obviously the Sonic Classic Trilogy, because that's the one which everyone first gets introduced to in terms of Mega Drive games. Then after that, some other great titles, such as the two that we played you music from just then. But aside from that, as for the games, I think in general the quality is excellent. There's there's bad games on every platform, and Mega Drive is no exception, but the bar for first party titles was really high and makes for some great titles to revisit I'd say but yeah that's me but that's not you ah there we go Jamie says that he prefers the Mega Drive 
No, he doesn't. He prefers the Super Nintendo to the Mega Drive. Ah, what a fanboy. Good old, good old Nintendo fanboy, Jamie. Yeah, what can you do about him? I just want to say as well, uh, apologies for how late the blog post went up today. <laughs> that's uh, that's my own fault. It shouldn't have even gone up today. It should have gone up on Wednesday or Thursday. But I'm incredibly busy with streaming lately, as well as having a real life. Oh my goodness, I know that's insane, isn't it? But yeah, that's the reasoning. Not an excuse, I know. I'm a horrible host. I know this. I know these things. But what can be done? Admiral Snackbar says in television is better than Mega Drive. You can't argue with that logic, ladies and gentlemen. And Supersonic Swag has brought up the elephant in the room. Yes, it's called the Genesis in America. I still think the Genesis is a stupid name. A lot of people love the name, but eh, myself. Not, not a lover of the name, and that's for one reason, and one reason in particular. Because it's not even the first Sega console, it's the third one. What what naming logic did they use to come up with that? I guess you could have it like as a new beginning sort of thing, but even then, there's probably a better name for a new beginning than Genesis. What a weird choice. Yes, anyway, I think that's all I've got to say for now. Keep on sending in those opinions, keep on sending in anything on Twitter as well, and I was aware it was a joke Admiral Snack Bar, but uh, I take everything as fact. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be getting on with some more music, and well, we got two brilliant games and two brilliant songs coming up right here, so from the excellent beat-em-up, followed by one of the launch titles of the console, which is equally amazing, but first of all, it's time for Comic Zone and Night of the Mutants, Episode 1-1. When we come back, we'll be going through the history of the Mega Drive slash Genesis.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. And with that, welcome back to the Topical Resort. And the reason I kept that last talk word brief was because I knew that tra- I knew that little music block would be much shorter than I anticipated originally. That's because both those check- tracks are quite repetitive, so they're short for a reason. But we heard those from Comic Zone, Night of the Mutants, followed by uh, The Dark City from The Revenge of Shinobi. A fantastic soundtrack done by Yuzo Kajiro, and that's not my favourite track, but... um. Chinatown has been played pretty recently on the station, so I wanted to skew away from picking that one. But we got some great tracks still coming up, but as you just heard there, if you want to get in some of your own picks, then go ahead and send me a Discord DM or send me something on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, use the hashtag Topical Resort. Currently, just ask you a question over there of what your favourite title is actually for the console. And if I had to pick a favourite title, um, hmm. Tough one. I'd probably go with something like Sonic Fury and Knuckles, just because I think that's the best, the best um, overall title in terms of the quality it maintains throughout the cycle of the game. Cycle? No. Throughout, throughout the main game, it has the most. I don't know anymore. As you can tell, it's hot here in the UK. My head is melting. It's just like a pile of goo in the corner of my desk right now, but. Yeah, Sunday Free Knuckles I'd probably say is my favourite game for the console, but there's so many good ones that it's actually pretty difficult to choose what um, one I class as my favourite. There's a lot of great arcade ports as well that were coming in early on, so maybe some of them. I'm not sure. Electric does bring up the good point that the reason it was called the Genesis partly was due to the fact that the Master System wasn't a success, so make it a fresh start for the Genesis. Which is true, but... If they wanted to do a fresh start sort of thing, they could have done like reincarnation, or you know, a fancy word for that or something. I don't know. Uh, what was that at? Oh yeah, I can definitely get that one on Superbike. That yeah, we'll do that in a bit. But as for now, it's time for the hasty history segment. And for those of you who don't know what it is, it's where I go through the history of something relating to the episode as quickly as possible. And in this case, well, it just had to be the console itself. And there's a lot to talk about here, so. Let's begin. It was released in 1998 in Japan, 1989 in the US, and 1990 in the rest of the world. It was named the Genesis when it was brought to the rest of the world due to the Mega Drive already being a trademark name. Despite what a lot of people think, the Mega, Drive, the Mega Drive's original packing title was Altered Beast and not Sonic the Hedgehog when it released in 1991, whereas Altered Beast was the packing in 1989 1990. The original Japanese launch didn't do as well as hoped due to the console releasing at the same time as Super Mario Bros. 3, and although not unsuccessful, the console wasn't a huge success in the market. That would be the Saturn's job. The American rise and decline of the Sega Genesis is often told over the internet. However, the console was the best-selling console in the generation in Europe, where Sega always had, and continues to have, a strong hold over the market. Two major peripherals were released for the console, the Mega CD in 1992 and the Sega 32X in 1994. Other services such as the Sega Channel and MegaNet were also available, as well as banking applications in regions such as Japan. 
The console also had native backwards compatibility, with a slight catch. The system contained the Master System hardware, however you actually need to purchase a Master Base Convert or Power Base Converter in order to attach Master System cartridges and cards to the console. Controllers however were supported out of the box. The console received many variants throughout its life, and many afterwards too. The main revisions were the Mega Drive 2, Mega CD, or Mega Drive CD, no, I read that wrong, Mega Drive 2, Mega Drive 3 and CDX, as well as the Terra Drive and the Nomad handheld. Two others included, or others included the two Wonder Mega Machines, the Amstrad Mega Drive and an add-on for the Pioneer Laser Active, as well as various, various tech toy versions. The Sega versions of the console ended up selling 30 million units overall, and the Tech Toy Edition sold 3 million, making the Mega Drive the biggest success story for Sega as of the time, and possibly that statement still stands now. That's up to you to decide, because I can't decide it for you. That's opinion. But I want to know what you actually think about the Mega Drive, as I said. So we've got that, and we've also got the favourite games, but um. The experience, as I mentioned, the experience is an important part because I could have read out that history for you. You never knew some of the facts there. So, did you know any of that? Was that completely pointless? Are you a complete Sega nut, like Sega nut or Electric Boogaloo, and you knew all of that? Who knows? But yeah, I think the Mega Drive has a pretty interesting history. I didn't go too much into like the background of its development and as well into the the peripherals, the 32X and Mega CD, because they both have really interesting histories on top of the history of the Mega Drive. So if you want to hear a bit more of an in-depth conversation about those two add-ons, go ahead and check out go ahead and check out the 32X episode I did back in January and the Mega CD episode I did back in October. And both of those will give you a bit more clarity on those because I find those two absolutely fascinating. And I certainly do love the Mega Drive. But yeah. I think, as obscure, weird spin-offs, why did you make this type peripherals go? They're some of the more interesting ones in the gaming industry. But yeah, that's, that's all I have to say there, but as for requests, you guys have got some very varied requests in right now. You've got, you've got one from Outrunners, we've got one from Fantasy Star 3, we've got one from Streets of Rage, and we've got one from Outrun the Original. As well as one from Golden Axe, and maybe one from Sonic, if I can verify Admiral Snack Files' request. Uh, Electric says that he still owns his Genesis Model 1 from his own childhood. As opposed to someone else's childhood, that, that'd be weird. I just inherited this random Genesis. Sure thing. But, the Model 1, I think, as we mostly agree in this chat room, is the better looking Mega Drive. The Model 2 is okay, but the Model 1 looks fabulous, and then the Model 3 is just a piece of plastic that has a very small board in it that can be tugged around all over the place. Yeah. Um. Hmm. What was Superbike's request? Nope, that's not how you spell it, Viper. Apparently I don't have that, I'm going to have to look into it a bit during the music break right here. And uh, goes back into lurking, that's that's good advice there, Boogaloo. Yeah, anyway. So I'm going to give you a bit more time to get in, the, get in your requests. In the meantime, we do still have some lined up. So I'm going to actually say, considering we've got a small amount today, 
Some of you, if you want to send in some second requests, I'll go ahead and take them, so you've got that. Hmm, do we go into the first one? I'm... I'm tempted, but... Yeah, I searched that superbike, but I can't find it on my hard drive, so... I will keep looking during the song break, but... I'll get it on one way or another. Oh, the credits music, I might have that then. Because we might have it tagged wrong. Possibly? I'll look into it. Anyway. For now, let's get into the first request of the night, and it comes from... Our resident Sega nut, and it's not Sega nut. I don't know why I keep calling him that. Our resident Sega knowledge well. Paul, what? He's a Sega fan. It's Electric Boogaloo, and he requested from Outrunners for the Mega Drive. Travel Seaward, the original version. When we come back, it'll be time to just talk about the games that we enjoy, and... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, enjoy your requests. Request Resorts.
What a tune right there from Titan. That was Overdrive 2, as requested by myself. We've played this on the station before. It was played on the Manic Monday show, and everyone absolutely loved it there. And you can't really blame them. We had Jamie, Superbike, Croft, and Veritex all loving that one. On top of that, before, or before that, should I say, we also had Streets of Rage 2, aka Bare Knuckle 2. Shito, ye, no. No, went away again. Chinkonka. Chinkonka? Yeah, for some reason when I hover over the name of a title on my radio software after a while it goes away, which is a bit annoying when you're actually trying to read something. That was Ghost Drake Game, as requested by Shadix Croft. Before that, from Sonic and Knuckles, as requested by Supersonic Swag, that was the final boss theme, or as uh, he put it in the DM, because that's where it originally appeared, from Sonic 3 Big Arm. Before that request from newcomer Superbike underscore two, that was Golden Axe of the Mega Drive with Sutokora Sasa. A brilliant track that I'd actually forgotten the name of, so thank you to him to, for reintroducing me to that track. Before that, as requested by JMeme64326, aka DJ Meme, aka I can't remember any of his other nicknames, um, Mr. Rexy Wonderfan, aka Mr. Wonderman, aka PTKS, aka Green Vibrate, aka Jamie64326. He has a lot of names. That was a remix of the main theme of Fantasy Star 3 Generation Jatoon. That was known as Legacy. And kicking off the block was a track from Electric Boogaloo. Or not from Electric Boogaloo. He didn't make it, but he requested it. From Outrunners to the Mega Drive. That was Travel Seaward, the original version. And he tells me that original means the fact that it's the Mega Drive version and not the arcade version, apparently. There we go. Uh, there's been there's been talks down in the chat room of uh, Mega Drive flash cartridges due to the Titan demo, which I just played you the music from, and yeah, I guess I, I say go ahead and get yourself some because as well as uh, being able to run games on it, there there are also so many cool like demo scene demos and demos like people from, for example, there's one that John Burton released, which is a color test for the Mega Drive Model One, which he made back in the 90s. And that's really cool. So you can load up stuff like that as well as Homebrew and you can load up uh, Master System titles. You really do get a lot of bang for your buck if you end up picking up a Flash cartridge. So I can't really advocate it as such. You know, buy the original games because we all love, in this chat room, I think we all love having the original cartridges and we love supporting Sega. But for an old console like that, then yeah, it's, you've got to have something to, you know, preserve the life, to give it some more life should I say. Something to squeeze that just extra bit of playtime out of the console, and that's what it's definitely done for me, so go ahead and get one if you can find one. Twinny does rightfully point out Rip Manic Monday for the second time, of course. Uh, Veritex just sent me a request, I'll put that in the next block. Uh, let me just find it actually and I'll put it up right next. So, type of Viper 8. What stage was it? Track 5, I got that. Okay, yes, yeah, so now is the time of the show where we just ramble through the games on the request resort list, and I give you my opinion whether I uh, like them, dislike them, whether I like the music, dislike the music, whether I'd recommend them, or any of those other things. And based on that, I need to actually find a list of good Mega Drive games, or just Mega Drive games, because I don't have any list, because as you know, if you read the blog post, it didn't have a list on it, so, Mega Drive games, we're going to read for a good, good few. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm going to use what Bing gives me, and I know what you're thinking, why are you using Bing? Because Edge is just the browser that I happen to have open. So, that, that's what we're going to roll with. Uh, Superbike asks whether the Retrobid wi wireless pads have been released for the Mega Drive yet. I don't believe so. Um, I can't remember if they gave a date or not, but I think all the Retrobit stuff is later this year. And Jamie asked, did John Burton ever show off the demo on his channel? Yes, it's like amazing Mega Drive color demo test thing. Something along those lines, you know, just Mega Drive color test. So, let's begin. Of course, the first few games that come up were all Sonic titles, so we're going to review Sonic 1. It's a pretty fun game. There's a reason it kickstarted a franchise, I've said this before. Not the best in the series, not the worst in the series, but a good way to start off your console and a good way to... Uh, shift some units because I don't hate Altered Beast, which we'll be talking about in a second, but I think this has a more universal appeal compared to Altered Beast, which is either fans of the arcade version or, you know, a very small audience. Whereas Sonic has wide, has like a wide appeal. It's a wide appeal because it's cartoony, fast gameplay, and who doesn't like all those things? Sonic 2, the sequel. I still stand by my statement that it's a bit of a safe sequel in some regards. Sonic 3 is much less safe. But as sequels go, it's a pretty fun one. Great music. There's a chance that you probably already played it. And yeah. That's all i got to say on Sonic 2. There's not too much to say about it that I can't say about Sonic 1. Altered Beast. I enjoy the game, but I'm glad that it didn't stay as the packing title for the console. Partly because the appeal thing I mentioned, but also... Gameplay is a bit repetitive at points. The music's good, but there's some programming issues in the Mega Drive version as well. Bits of slowdown. It's not like the ideal way to show off your console to new consumers, I'd personally say. But a good title if you pick it up nowadays. But glad that it didn't remain the definitive title in the long run. Streets of Rage. The first one I actually prefer over the second one, which is a pretty unpopular opinion, but has, in my opinion, better music as well. And, oh, it was released 27 years ago yesterday. Huh. Well, I never. Yeah, I think it has better music than the second one. I think it has better stages. A bit more of a fresh concept, because sequels never going to be as fresh as the original. But I like both games, but Streets of Rage 1 is absolutely fantastic. Love it. Mortal Kombat. The game that along with Night Trap helped to help to give us the age ratings that we've now come to know and loathe on pretty much all video games, even mobile. Everything now has it, and that's thanks to partly Mortal Kombat and partly Night Trap. The reason Mortal Kombat played a part in this was because it had a code which allowed you to turn on blood. Ooh, too, too violent for the kiddies. But it, I mean, it had a mature rating on the box anyway, but people were somehow shocked that a mature game had blood in it. So we had to develop a rating system to stop people from buying these games. If I'm honest, Mortal Kombat, the first one, isn't really that violent compared to some of the stuff that came later in the series. It's just more comedic in its a bit more comedic, a bit more slapstick in the way it goes about things compared to later titles. For some reason Bing shows Mortal Kombat twice, it shows the 2013 version as a Mega Drive game, which is a bit weird, I'm going to ignore that. And on the subject of Mega Drive games we actually like, 
I'm going to say that um, Doan2300, who's normally down in our chat room, but she isn't today, is on the Twitter feed saying Landstalker is the best Mega Drive title. And I don't know much about Landstalker, but I hear a lot of people say that one's their favourite, so it's a good opinion. It, <laughs> it rates quite highly on the opinion scale. Yeah. It's what I've got to say on Landstalker, I don't know too much about the game. Echo the Dolphin. It's the game which everyone brings up because it has a really weird backstory. The creator isn't involved in this backstory at all, but it ties in very well to the game. The game, as to the game itself, brilliant fun. Very unsettling at points, but that is part of the course. Because if you're coming into Echo the Dolphin, you, you better expect aliens and abduction and all this weird nonsense that you wouldn't think of in a dolphin game, but that's what makes it brilliant. And I'd recommend you check out F Echo the Dolphin either on the Mega Drive or the Mega CD version. Both are apparently pretty good. Of all the titles you could put first on your Mega Drive list, for some reason, Aladdin. Aladdin is that title. I hear it's good though, so there's that. Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle. It's apparently pretty naff. Play um, play the original Alex Kidd instead. Virtual Racing. This game has a bit of a cool story to it as well. So, the tale goes that Nintendo loved making games with chips for their consoles. Like Star Fox, Donkey Kong Country, and many different things. Yeah, many different games contain like the Super FX chip, the Super FX chip 2, the something chip that they used in the Mega Man X games. This caused the price of the games to go up exponentially. In some cases games costing $100 compared to their usual $60 price point. Sega was actively against this and they said, well if you believe that you're saving money by purchasing a Nintendo game, you're doing bad, it's a good thing they're not your banker. And then they released Virtual Racing which contained an expensive chip, making it much more expensive. What? Did no one fact check that they were making a game? Did no one look behind the scenes and go, oh hey we're making a game with a really expensive chip, we probably shouldn't bash Nintendo for this. Absolutely absurd. I don't know, I don't know how, how you could do something like that and then immediately go out and release a game that does the exact same thing you're criticising. Wow, it almost sounds hypocritical. I wonder if anyone here would be hypocritical. De definitely not me. <sighs> Jamie says, like Slopes to point out, remember the part in the backstory involved that professor and the assistant who volunteered with the dolphins. Yeah, basically. That's a good point, Jamie. Fantasy Star 4 was also quite expensive because it did have a chip as well. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... On to a title which I would highly recommend, Castle of Illusion. What a great video game. I just remembered that I forgot to put it in my playlist. I'm going to put it in my playlist. <laughs> so this is a classic example of a tie-in game done perfectly. There's another example coming up tonight that we'll be playing some music from, but this is you know, a TV slash movie adaptation, and yet it's not awful. And that's because it's made by Sega. Although they did end up making Fantasia, so we'll ignore that. But 
Castle of Illusion was one of the great platformers, or one of the best platformers on the console before Sonic the Hedgehog came along. So if you wanted something to play, you're a bit more of a fan of, say, Mario or something, but you just switched over to a Sega Mega Drive or Genesis, Castle of Illusion would have been your best bet to get your platforming cravings. And it's a great game, it still holds up to this day. And the 2013 remake is fairly good from what I remember. I haven't played it in years. I should probably pick it up again on PC. But I'd recommend wholeheartedly you check out Castle of Illusion. Great game. Golden Axe. Apparently the Mega Drive port is pretty shoddy, but the original version is good. Duke Nukem 3D is on this list, despite the fact it was only released under Tech Toy and not a normal release. Eh, whatever. Outrun, a apparently pretty good conversion of the arcade one, although I'd still recommend in this day and age you can pick up an arcade version or you can get it on 3D Classics. Which I'd recommend more than playing the Mega Drive version personally. Revenge of Shinobi, a great game, a launch title here in the UK, and well, it was probably the best one out at the time because there were some great ones, but Revenge of Shinobi is a fantastic game. I would recommend it. And yeah, Jamie, I did I did make a bit of a mistake. Infograms was the one who made Fantasia, not Sega themselves. What are we going to go to next? We're going to go to Crystal, the game which we can't agree on how to pronounce, but I love this game. It's it's difficult, it's challenging, but it's still very rewarding when you get it right. A lot of people tend to think this is a Sonic Team title, but it, no one actually knows who made Ristar. It just exists. One day someone thought up it, and next day or someone thought about it, they were like, yeah, I want to make this game, and then next day it was on store shelves. That's how it happened. But I love this game. Please pick it up. It has great music, great gameplay, everything you'd come to expect from a Mega Drive platformer. Check it out. Vector Man, a pretty obscure title as it goes, even though it tends to appear on many collections, such as the PSP collection, PS2 collection, and um, Sonic Gems collection as well, I think it was on. They are great titles, and 2 isn't as good as 1, but I still love Vector Man 1. I'm not very good at it, I haven't got very far in it, so judge me all you want, but check it out anyway. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, I'd rather talk about Puyo Puyo, so Puyo Puyo was a port of the System 16 version, I think Puyo ran on System 16, and it's actually a fairly solid port. I, I love and hate the music of it, however, because I love the Mega Drive theme, but after hearing it for a few minutes, Ah, oh, it's grating. Like, the ears start to hurt after a few minutes. But Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, the port we got here in America, because I thought it wouldn't sell. So like, yeah, let's stick Sonic on it, because Sonic the Hedgehog sells. This version has really good music, so... All my complaints that I just said about the Japanese version, ignore them. But it's a great game, both versions, no matter which one you play. So check it out in some form. And I think that's really all I'm going to read out right now, but I want to know some of your favourites, as I've already said, some games you hate with a passion, all that good stuff. Jamie says that Cast of Illusion is better than World of Illusion. Good man, Jamie, because I actually agree with you for once. We're now talking about... Uh, what? I, where does this conversation start? I'm trying to figure it out. 
Admiral Snackbar says fried mayo equals best mayo, and then it turns into a conversation of ice cream mayo, then fried Mars bars and uh, mayo ice cream again. What? <laughs> Poms for its sauce. I horribly pronounced. I horribly butchered that. And Doomgirl says it is worse than fried mayo. Yeah. Uh, Superbike mentions. Anyone remember Cool Spot? Yeah, I wonder if anyone does remember it. We're going to have to wait and see if people remember it. Electric does rightfully point out that Ristar is from Sega CS R&D team, but it's incorrectly credited to Sonic Team a lot of the time because it had staff members in connection to Sonic Team and it was based on the Feels the Rabbit concept art, which was made for Sonic Team. And Doomgirl says a brilliant statement, which I actually agree with. Cool Spot was better than Fido Dido. Definitely. I, I don't know why we didn't get Cool Spot over here, but we got the game, and the game is actually pretty good, so I'm glad about that. And I got it wrong. Electric points out the Puyo Puyo is a System C 2 game. And we've also got Featherstorm, who is as confused right now as I am. I'm so damn confused. What is going on here? We'll have to find out later on, because now it's time to get into some more music. And we're going to kick things off with a request by Veritex, because he was too slow. From Thunder Force... No, sorry, it's not called Thunder Force. It's called Lightning Force. Quest for the Dark Star. This is Omake, track 5. And it's almost time for the topical thesis, but more importantly, almost time for the Discord call-in. I bet you can hardly wait.
so many requests coming in right now that I got four tracks in the next block. Admittedly, one of them is a track which I added in at the last second myself. But still, yes, welcome back to the Topical Resort, and it's now time for the Topical Thesis. But it's also time to hear what you just heard. What? From Sleeper Hang On for the Mega Drive, that was Outrider Crisis. Everyone was in love with that one, but we played it on the show before, so I expected that. Before that, from Shining Force 2, that was Lively Town. Pretty good tune, I must say. And before that, from Thunder... F- nope. Lightning Force, Quest for the Dark Star. That was Omegate, track 5. And now we are back, and a lot of people, such as... Featherstorm have been clamouring to hear what this week's thesis is. And well, today's topical thesis is should Sega continue to make so many Mega Drive related products? As always, I'm going to give you my three points for my three points against, then I'm going to come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with the statement. So let's begin with the points for in the favour of Mega Drive products. The Mega Drive is iconic for a reason. And that's a pretty good point to start off on. It sold tons of units. It's pretty memorable as a console. It had great games. Never really anything wrong with the base console itself. There's a reason why it's just so recognisable. Many people have experienced the console, so there's a wide demographic. You had all those 30 million people who bought it back in the day. You've also got the people who've picked up like, the At Games consoles. You've got the people who got hand-me-downs from their parents. So many people know of the Mega Drive, or in some cases they played it on the Virtual Console, or the Sonic fans, they know of the original titles. So many people know about the console. that So therefore that means that there's a wide demographic for the products, such as collections and merchandise and mugs and... Mini Mega Drives. There's a, there's a wide market for it because there's so many people who know about it. Uh, as well, there is a well recognisable design. It's a well recognisable design from 90s pop culture. When you think sort of about consoles and stuff at that time, one of the things, especially in like American history, that jumps to mind is the Sega Genesis and how out there it was. As a console, it was loud, rude in your face, very 90s in that sort of way. And the console, like the way it's designed, the way it sits on your shelf, it looks quite 90s in a way. So it's one of the things from the decade that's very recognisable. You show it to someone who was around at that time, they're like, oh, it's the Mega Drive slash Genesis, love it. It's, it's a good design and an iconic and recognisable design. That's mainly the points for. People remember the console. People think it looks nice as a console. People like the games. Therefore, Mega Drive related products should still continue to be made because it's got such a wide market. However, for every positive, there must be a negative. So why don't we take a look at those points against. As many have pointed out before me, there were other well-known Mega Drive consoles. There were other well-known Sega consoles. Although they didn't sell well, a lot of people know the Saturn, a lot of people know the Dreamcast, and here in the UK and Japan, a lot of people know the Mark III slash Master System. So why don't we get more stuff for these? You barely see any Master System merchandise, and certainly not a collection, just a few titles tacked on the end of something like Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection. So why do we not see it? And the answer is... It was never as mainstream as Mega Drive was in the US, so therefore they're not going to make it specifically for Europe. But that's a different point that I don't bring up here, so... For points against, 
There's other well-known Sega consoles. They could make merchandise for them so easily. As well as the fact that collections don't always have to focus on one console, and could instead do a best of the best type collection, i.e. Rare Replay. The whole point of that collection wasn't every game they've ever released. The whole point of it was, let's take everyone's favourite titles, the ones you all know and love, and put them on a collection. Sega's never really done a collection like that. They've done a, yeah, we'll get 30 Mega Drive ROMs and stick it on a disc and then sell it for 30 quid. Job done, really. But they've sort of never operated in the other fashion. So perhaps if they did it like that, we'd get some more varied titles and there'd still be Mega Drive there. But I think they should focus less on Mega Drive-related products and more on a widespread in that case. And in the, in the case of collections... Yeah, I think they should do something for everyone and every platform. And while retro merchandise is nice, lately it seems to have been overshadowing merchandise for current properties. This was one I used to use as an example a lot a few years ago, uh, which actually is now relevant again because it was just re-released. Hiroki, the iOS, the iOS only title, which aside from being game of the year on the App Store, didn't really have much notoriety. No one really knew what it was, but for some reason Sega just never promoted it despite how loved and acclaimed it was. So that's one of my reasons why they shouldn't make as much Mega Drive, Mega Drive um, merchandise or products, because if they gave merchandise to a game that really needed that push, then it might take it that one step further and propel it. And well, there's a reason that Hiroki ended up being released on Switch and Sega wasn't involved. It's because Sega no longer owns the license, because they did nothing with it. So if that doesn't prove to you why there should be less of a focus on Mega Drive and more of a focus on the new stuff, I'm not really sure what does. But what is our conclusion here? Did the three points for topple the three points against, or did the three points against pummel the points for and win? Shall we find out? In conclusion, although I love the Mega Drive and I've been completely suckered into buying related products over the years, I'm going to take the popular stance here and say that maybe Sega should focus on making a wider variety of products. Mega Drive does sell both both games and merchandise, on top of it being easy to emulate, but there's newer titles with little fanfare that could benefit from having products made, and there's the fact that other, other consoles exist, so in my opinion, I would love to see Sega make less Mega Drive related products. What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Discord, radio80.gf4/discord. You can get it in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, at the Green Vaporate. You can get it in through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can get it in through a private message on the forum line, Green Vaporate, over there. Or you can get it in through an email, topperresort at gmail.com. All those different places right there, you can get in your opinion. Let's see what you've been saying on Twitter first. If you have been saying anything on Twitter, you haven't been saying anything on Twitter. Right, um, let's see what you've been saying on Discord, because I've got a few pings here. Um, hmm. Featherstorm says, fair, I think a spread would be better. If that was in reference to the thesis, which I assume it was. In which case, yeah, a bit more of a spread of merchandise, and not just one type. In any case, but... If you want to get in your opinion, still got a few minutes to be able to do it right here. Stop saying opinion. No, Jamie, you've been around for long enough to know that's the whole point of it. Ah, <laughs> oh, ignorance. Ignorant, ignorant Jamie. 
Right, anyway, gonna do a few more sweeps of social media and see if you guys have been mentioning anything. Oh, it was a reference to the thesis, yes, yeah, so I, I was correct in my original. <laughs> in my original assumption. Protex says, opinion is a trademark of Jamie. It's not opinion, it's a lie. That's all Jamie's opinions are. But yeah. So that was the topical thesis, and coming up next, this call call in, but you've still got time to get in your opinions, and I'll read them out before we get into the call in. But for now, we got four tracks coming up here, because it was a pretty short break anyway. So coming up, our first track of the batch, a request from Admiral Snack Bar from Musha. This is theme of Musha, a list. And it's finally time for the part of the show that people apparently quite like, the Discord call-in. Enjoy. But first, enjoy this break.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In What a brilliant block we just had right there. From Dynamite Head 16-bit version, that was Nasty Gatekeeper. I don't know what the actual name for that is, because that's wrong. That's what we used to have on the playlist, then we replaced it. For that, from Cool Spot, the Mega Drive version, the game which Superbike question whether we remember or not, was Rave Dance Tune, a fantastic tune from Tommy Tallarico. By the way, I just want to say as well, considering that was on the Mega Drive and SNES and tons of other consoles, the SNES version is absolute rubbish compared to that. Has no energy to it whatsoever, whereas that one, cracking bass, brilliant tune. For that from Cast of Illusion, Star Mickey Mouse, that was Forest, Door 1. And kicking off the block was a request by Admiral Snackbar from Musha, that was Theme of Musha Alest. And now it is time for the Discord call-in, the thing which I keep getting told people like, but um can't really be certain, but if you'd like to join the Discord call in, I never really tell you how you can join anymore. But if you'd like to, radio.se.ga forward slash Discord and then create a nickname, grab a microphone and join the chill out and from there you have a chance of being on the show. So many, so many familiar faces to choose from. It's not about the familiar ones. It's got to be about... It's got to be about the new faces, so I'm going to quickly send this person a message. Get ready for Type of Viper 8. Absolutely no commentary while I talk. Not able to multitask. <laughs> not, not very good at this thing. But yeah, for Storm, it's okay if you don't have a mic. It's perfectly fine. And, um,. Yeah, it's fine. You being here, you listening, you chatting has been perfectly enough and very appreciated. So thank you for being here. Okay, so we've got a confirmation. Let's go right ahead. And welcome to the show for the very first time, Admiral Snackbar. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good myself, thank you. So would you like to talk about Mega Drive today or would you like to talk about something else? I'm, I'm not sure of um, the topic of discussion. Go right ahead. Uh, I'll, I actually don't know what to talk about. This is the first time I've ever done this, so... Um, so, yeah. I, I guess a good place to start is do you have an experience with any of the titles on the Mega Drive? Like, passing? Know of them? Like them? Uh, I have Sega Genesis Part 1 and I only have two games. But I have played ports and stuff. Like uh, I, at one point, I had the uh, Sonic Ultimate Game or Genesis Collection for the Xbox, and I play a lot of games there. So I guess that technically counts because they're Mega Drive games or just games, however you want to say it. But um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I grew up with more modern, modern consoles. I only got my Genesis uh, about two years ago at a Comic-Con uh, in my hometown. And um, I grew up with uh, 
games like Mario Kart for the Nintendo Wii and... Ooh. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Oh, yeah. that's, that's actually my very first video game I ever played. Um, so... Um, I don't know. Uh, my, the first, uh, uh, Mega Drive, uh, game that I played actually was, uh, Mean Bean Machine, I think it was, and I played, uh, the first round. I didn't get into the story mode, because I didn't feel like doing that, because I just had the two-player on hand, so I just went up against the computer. Um... But I did really well, and then I brought it to my cousin's house, like the uh, UGC, the for yeah, um, and we played Sonic Spinball. We played uh, what was the game? Ah, oh, dang, it, I don't remember. We played a couple of games. We played uh, Meat Beat Machine, Spinball. We played a little bit of Sonic Three and Knuckles. And I left it over there, and then all of a sudden, she lost the game. So I left it oh. over there. I left it over there for her to practice on uh, me being machine, so I can go up against her later on down the road. And she lost the game, and now I'm just stuck with the uh, two Mega Drive games I had in the first place, which is Sonic 2 and Sonic 3D Blast. Now, Sonic 2. Uh, I almost beat, uh, in one run, uh, I had all the Chaos Emeralds. I was getting one Chaos Emerald per zone, because that's kind of how I like to play. Uh, but it turns out that I'm not able to do that. I'm not able to go into the special zone in, uh, Metropolis. And I was really bummed, so I had to start from the very beginning. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> And then for, for 3D Blast, um, that that was a whole different experience. That was the controls are slippery, yes, but just the aspect of having 3D graphics and stuff like like Donkey Kong Country, but that was a 2D game. 3D Blast is a legit isometric 3D game, which is really cool, and. Yeah, it only has eight directions, but that's all the Genesis port at the time. Duh. Um, but I think that the concept of uh, having it being in 3D and uh, just the speed of the game, and it, it was just a really cool experience. I, it's really hard for me to uh, put into words. That's how cool it was. And that's pretty much all the uh, Mega Drive games that I played. I mean, I have uh, Rise Star, um, Sonic One, Sonic Two, and Sonic CD on my phone. Um, Sonic some good CD. Picks. What? Some good picks. <laughs> yeah, some good picks. Uh, in my opinion, Sonic CD is the best game. For the Mega Drive collection, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just love, I just love how they uh, use uh, the sense of speed properly and stuff. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of platform in the game, a lot of it. But 
I don't know. I just felt like using this uh, super peel out uh, whenever you want, and just uh, having a faster version uh, of gotta go fast instead of having the uh, spin dash. Uh, it's that was really cool, and also the time travel. I love just pretending. Uh, ooh, what what are those uh, new signposts? You hit the future, you go to the future. Oh my gosh, what happened? You go back to the past, go further to the past. You uh, get the uh, stuff destroyed. The uh, uh, badnik generator thing. And then the, the metal sonic hologram. Uh, and then you go to the giant ring at the end of the level. You get the time stone. That's a 100% uh, run for that one act. I love doing that so much. It's, it's a pretty satisfying game like, as it goes when you finally complete the special stage. It's a feeling yeah. of reward. But uh, to quote Shadow here, that damn fourth time zone, I guess. That I I can't I can't get past it for some reason. It's probably because of the phone controls and stuff. Uh, my my hands actually get really clammy when I'm all like anxious and stuff. Like, oh my gosh, am I gonna get it this time? Am I gonna get it this time? And then I don't get it. I'm like, God crap! <laughs> Throw his phone across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Just chuck my phone across the room. <laughs> uh, that was more satisfying than getting the emerald. Oh. <laughs> um, Favorite Mega CD title uh, for myself would probably be Sonic CD as well, but there's, there's so many great ones. Just like with the Mega Drive, it's always been difficult to pick just one that I like. If you think of like a wide selection, yeah. Um, and then uh, I wanted to try out uh, Knuckles Chaotix, but I don't have uh, 32x, so I had to emulator. Um, in my opinion. The rubber band system is a bit hard to control at first. It does take a lot of practice, but I did all my practicing in the uh, first uh, uh, act of the game uh, when you first meet up with Espio. I just got all of my practicing done and out of the way there. Uh, and uh, the Chaos Rings, I haven't played through the whole game, like, at all, um, but it seems to me that the Chaos Rings, they look pretty easy, uh, cause there are bumpers and you can jump and go any, uh, 360, well, not 360, but, like, you're going forward and then you can go top, bottom, you can go anywhere, basically, except backward, and I don't know, I, I haven't gotten too far in the game, so I don't have much experience, but it looks easy enough for me, so I think I'd be able to get them on my first go. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, I'm just gonna say as well down in the chat, we've, we've got more Mega Drive opinions. We've got Electric says his favourite is Shiny Force CD. DJ Jammin Joe says he only owns two Wild Woody and Earthworm Jim Special Edition, both great games themselves, and he says he owns Sonic CD on Xbox Live. A lot of people in the chat room getting in their opinion. Despite the fact this isn't the Mega CD episode, that's already a thing. But yeah. Yeah. 
That's yeah. my point, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you not. That's, that's his name anyway. I don't know how much he knows about uh, about that type of stuff because uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of, uh, his name. Hi, by the way, <laughs> it's uh, DJ Jam and Jay. Uh, but I, I think it's got to go to Electric though for uh, the one who has the most knowledge here. I mean, he's got, he's already corrected me multiple times tonight, and he do, he does it most nights as well. Can't, can't complain. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's so. the resident Se Sega Sega trivia encyclopedia. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you got any final things to say? Just quickly before I drag you back to the back to the chill out. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. No problem. Eh? It'd be a pleasure to have you on again, and hopefully catch you later or in the chat room or whichever one works out. Alright, catch you later. Catch you later, bye. And that was Admiral Snackbar, and I need to quickly move on because oh, we're running out of time very quickly. So with that in mind, we're going to be getting over into the toppy mix, and the tracks here, fairly predictable, one of them's a retro track, one of them's a remix of a retro track, and then one of them's a non-Sega track. Let's get into it. Get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
welcome back to the Top of Resort right here on Radio Sega. Not Sega, Sega. That's how you pronounce it correctly according to Australians and that one that one internet article that I can't find anymore that said it was Sega. Okay. But yes, we just had a brief brief visit from Danny who has told us that everything we do is wrong because it's Vector Man for capital M, it's Ice Cap for capital C, and most importantly, it's Sega all capital. So in conclusion, everything I know is a lie. But what what you just said there was a lie as well, because that wasn't Sega. People always get confused when they first listen to the show and go, What? Who, who's Mario? Why have you... <laughs> so from our non-Sega pick in the Toppy Mix, that was Banjo-Kazooie Spiral Mounting, because Jamie mentioned that he wanted to hear something from Rare, and I was like, yeah, why should? Why haven't I played something from Rare? I can't recall ever having done it before. Before that was a remix from St- Streets of Rage Remake, that was The Last Groove. I don't know what it's a remix of, because I can't actually remember, but it's a good song. Speaking of good songs, before that from Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection, aka Sonic's G- Ultimate Genesis Collection, that was the main menu theme known as Retro Dreams. Absolutely adore that one, and I'm glad it got the chart a few weeks back. Please request it on Radio Sega. Sorry, RadioSega.net. Yes, but with that in mind, it is time to end off the show. I just want to say as well, we did get a response to the topical thesis on Twitter, and um, they just say in response, yes. So they should make more Mega Drive related products. Yes. Good response. Oh, it's it's a remix of The Last Soul, supposedly, which makes sense. <laughs> Jamie, of course, is going on about Ice Cap again, because it's Jamie and it's Ice Cap. And they're, they're tied together, they're, they're blood brothers. Uh, aside from that, I don't think anyone else got in any response to the topical thesis. If anyone wants to still give in stuff about the Mega Drive, let me know. But I think we're about done here. I think it's time we hand it over to Rexy right now. But before we do that, we've still got one more song left. And before we do that, I want to thank everyone who's been chatting down in the chat rooms. We've had Supersonic Web, we've had Retzi, we've had Danny, we've had TCB, we've had Shadix Crop, we've had Jamie, we've had Admiral Snackbar, we've had Superbike 2, we've had DJ Gem and Jay, we've had Featherstorm, we've had Kefki, we've had... Who, who else have we had? I'm trying to think. We had 20 earlier on, we had Veritex, we had Doom Girl, we had Electric. So many different people down in the chat room tonight. Been so many different people listening as well. Tons of you have been tuned into the radio stream tonight and don't think I haven't been appreciative. And as well, if you have been listening on the podcast, really do appreciate that. As for what's next week, well, I think it's t- finally time that we covered a pretty big elephant in the room because if you listen to the topical result for any period of time you know I love this series and well this month not sure what day because no one knows the day but this month this game is celebrating its 25th anniversary so we've got to do something towards it I'm sure some of you have already tweaked as to what it is but as for next week we'll be taking an in-depth look keyword being in-depth an in-depth look at the Daytona USA series that's next week, and this is now. I've been Green Vibrate. Thanks so much for listening. We've got one last track coming up, and that's from the 16-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's Starlight Zone, with a bit of a twist. Thanks for listening. Catch you all next week, and as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show, check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.